Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Phil Tymon is a personal trainer who describes himself as being the most controversial trainer on the internet. Phil says that the best way to generate high-quality leads for his business is through networking. Thank you very much for being my guest on the podcast today, Phil. Thank you. Now, you're a personal trainer with a difference, which we'll talk about in a minute, but I'd like to dig into your background a bit first. Have you always worked in the health and fitness space? Well, no. Believe it or not, my very first job was as a paramedic. I worked for the NHS Ambulance Service. Mm. Probably. I did two years as an undergraduate, and then I think I worked for the NHS Ambulance Service for a few years after that. Um, Then I left and decided that I wanted to... um, retrain as a personal trainer and there were several or two specifically failed attempts at starting a personal (laughs) training business because while a lot of people don't appreciate particularly people who come from the public sector Mm. into having their own business is that you don't actually learn how to sell um, Mm. which is kind of a fundamental skill if you're going to have your own thing so um, so yeah that's why those first two forays didn't end up so working out so well yeah. Um, so then I had a couple of worked a couple of sales jobs, uh, then found myself in marketing for about eighteen months, two years, and uh, yeah, finally decided to bite the bullet last year and actually do this PT business that I've always wanted. Yeah. And uh, here we are today. And so, what what is it that draws you particularly to to working as a personal trainer? Why did you want to do that? Well, I used to be extraordinarily overweight, Liz. Mm. Um, I are very, very big. I think I must have been knocking on the door of 18 or 20 stone when wow. I was um, 18 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I got into lifting weights. I actually went to a gym down in Gosport called the Don Styler Physical Training Centre. It's one of the oldest gyms in the country, mm. insofar as I know. Old Don said it was, whether or not he told me the truth. is neither here nor there. It's still open today, actually. Um, and I got in with some older guys that have been lifting weights every Monday, Wednesday and Friday there since the late 1960s. Yeah. They kind of taught me all about weightlifting and things. I lost a lot of weight very quickly. I, I say I went down from that kind of 18, 20 stone mark. I know two stones, quite a big, big variance <laughs> there. But anyway, I, I dropped down to about um, just under 12 stone in six or seven months. Wow. Um, just through lifting weights and monitoring my diet. Yeah. Um, and from then I've just trained always I've always trained and I you know they always say you know, make your passion your living don't they mm-hmm. so uh, that's kind of always been a been a goal for me I've got way laid going to the ambulance service and things like that but but afterwards yeah. yeah it was always something I wanted to do once I had the funds and knowledge to do it yeah yeah so who are your audience who who is it that you train who do I train well I specifically work with uh, men over the age of 30 and typically under the age of 60 mm-hmm. who find themselves trapped in this horrible cycle so what happens is is they take the training very seriously right mm-hmm. but they go all in on a program and then something happens with life yeah they fall off the wagon they lose all their results and this they go round and round and round and round in this cycle and when you're in your 20s a young man you get away with this you know, yeah. the body the body rebounds quite nicely but as you get older you know, sort of the injuries start to rack up and the metabolism starts to slow down every time they fall off the wagon 
they end up in a slightly worse position than when they started, if that makes mm. sense. Mm. Um, and my business is in equipping people with the tactics and strategies they need to actually break this cycle once and for all. Yeah. And so what is it that they are, they're looking to change generally? Look, as I say, they're, what, they, what they want ultimately is to make the hard work that they put in the hours that they put into training and trying to eat right what they actually want is to get sustainable results from that reliable predictable sustainable results that's what they want um and they've tried lots of things in the past that haven't worked out so mm. you know maybe they've um tried reverse engineering approaches to you know fitness and training from books or from watching youtube videos or things like that a lot of them have actually worked with pts in the gym or online coaches in the past mm -hmm. and they've gotten decent results with that approach but the moment the they stop working with the coach again they lose the results because the coach unfortunately doesn't equip them with the the knowledge to actually facilitate real behavior change actually you know mm -hmm. the, you know the reasons why they keep falling off the wagon don't get addressed yeah because unfortunately a training program will will do what it says on the tin if you follow it properly and it's been written by a competent professional but unless you're actually addressing those root cause reasons why you're falling off the wagon then um you will as soon as one of those reasons comes up once you stop working with a personal trainer you will uh, you will end up again into that cycle that i mentioned a moment yeah. ago yeah so how do you help your clients and what is it that you do that's different to what other pts are perhaps doing well, what I do is actually, again, insofar as I know, I'm happy to be corrected. People are welcome to email me if, if I'm wrong here. But I think I'm the only PT in the UK that delivers their information by way of a printed, old-fashioned printed newsletter. Mm -hmm. um, so what we do is, my process is very simple. I have a free book um, that I give away to people who are kind enough to opt into my my email list, mm -hmm. uh, my email daily with kind of hints and tips and things like that. Um, that basically gets explains my philosophy in a large and fairly detailed nutshell. And from there, um, I'll invite people who feel it's right for them to subscribe to my, as I say, my, my printed newsletter, the Phil Timer mm -hmm. letter. Um, and with that, they get access emails, like access to me, I call it email support, which is a bit of a it's a bit of a rubbish name for it, really. But basically, they got unfettered access to me over email for help and advice with the things that they're struggling with, help them apply the information that I'm teaching them every month in, in the newsletter. Um, and then after that, if they really want to, um, they're welcome to ask to work with me one to one. But I'm quite selective about who I work with, mainly because it's very expensive and it would really pain me if someone invested all that money and didn't get any results. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would rather have no no private clients than private clients that weren't getting results. Yeah. Um, and actually, to be fair, the, the, for most people, the sort of people I like to work with, they're self-starters. So the, the newsletter with all the information in it, you know, workout ideas, um, you know, uh, different approaches to you know, tackling various lifestyle issues is, is normally enough for them to apply a bit of critical, excuse me, apply a bit of critical thinking mm -hmm. and um, make it work for them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, I'm intrigued by the newsletters. Why did you side, decide to do one that's in an actual printed format where you have to physically post it out to people? Well, everyone has apps these days, don't they? Mm -hmm. And it's all, everything's digital. And one of my, I, I don't read ebooks, for example. Um, I own a Kindle, but I refuse to use it on point of principle. 
Um, I like real books printed on real paper, and there's good evidence behind that. You know, when you mm. actually the, the the people's recall of information when it's printed um, is much higher. The other thing, integrity in business is really important to me. Really, really important to me. And um, with subscription services like apps, it's really, really easy to forget that you're subscribed, and then you can yeah. you can build a big base of of clients who just forget that they're in your your newsletter group yeah. or your app or your 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 you know your continuity group, and they forget. And they get billed month after month because the, the fees are normally low enough that you don't really notice. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, a year goes by and they've not made use of any of the information that they've paid for. Um, that's something I really want to avoid because ultimately my client success is my success. So with a printed mm. newsletter, unless you're some sort of hoarder who doesn't pick things up off the doormat, you can't ignore it. You cannot forget that you're subscribed. Yeah. Because every month you're getting a white envelope, hand addressed white envelope through the door um, or potentially a little cardboard box if I've included some bonuses that won't fit in an envelope. Yeah. Every month that smacks on the doormat in the third, generally the third week of the month. Yeah. Um, that will arrive. So yeah, so it's, it's, it's a tool to facilitate proper engagement with the material. Yeah. And I believe that your, your newsletters are quite, there's a lot of information. They're quite lengthy. How long does it take you to actually write them? It's on the subject. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a writer. I, I write every day, probably mm. anywhere between two and 2,000 to, to 4,000 words of, of material on training for, for my blog, for my daily emails, that sort of stuff every day. So for the newsletters, are typically around four to 6,000 words, they're 12 pages long. Mm -hmm. um, so four to 6,000 words, and that will usually take me a couple of days. Sometimes it can take me longer, particularly if there's a lot of research involved in an issue, if I'm going to something particularly technical. Mm -hmm. um, then there's, it can take me upwards of a week to do it. The actual writing is the is is the is the easiest part. So if it's something I like January's issue, for example, I explained how to program an entire year's worth of training for yourself. So how to set up your training for a whole year so that you get, you know, you're, you're getting reliable, predictable, sustainable yeah. results throughout the year. Um, that's something I know, you know, back to front, sideways, round and round in a circle. It's something I've taught lots before. So that newsletter, I think, took me about eight hours. I just sat yeah. down at nine and I finished it by five. Yeah. Um, but if I was to say, if I was going to go into something like, I don't know, the biomechanics of the barbell squat, um, where there's lots of underpinning biology and things, then I would, um, obviously that would take me a lot longer. Yeah. Now tell me a bit more about your book. You already mentioned it, but there's two versions, aren't there? There's a, an e-version and a, and a physical version. And how do people get hold of those and, and, and what's in it? Oh, you, you've looked at my my information page haven't you i might have done you. some I'm research I'm, I'm genuinely flattered. you can tell from the tone of my voice like i'm flattered and no sometimes you go on and you do these and people haven't looked it's, no it's, it means a lot thank you uh, no so the the digital version um comes with the subscription to the daily emails it's not a lead magnet or anything crass like that i mm. actually have it i actually downplay it in the copy if you look carefully it says um daily emails and you'll also get the book not mm -hmm. the book and oh by the way i'm going to bombard you with emails every day which yeah. is what most people will do um and the reason i give the book away for free is so that people can um essentially get a read on how i how i do what i do and whether or not they like what i have to say yeah um as i say the digital copy is completely free um you sub when you subscribe to the daily emails but don't subscribe to the daily emails just to get the book i mean you can because you just unsubscribe with one click can't you mm -hmm. but um <laughs> um but the, the 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 information that i send out in the daily emails is actually very important to get the most out of the information in the book yeah if that makes sense um so that's how you get the digital copy the physical copy comes when you subscribe to 
the Phil Timon letter it's sent out immediately, as in the next day by special delivery. Um, and that, again, it's what we talked about earlier. It's about um, solidifying and ensuring the information is acted upon and retained, which, you know, I don't know about you, but I download ebooks all the time, like not, yeah. not on a Kindle, because as I say, I won't use yeah. it at point of principle, but certainly on, you know, you go on Facebook, you see an ad for something, don't you? And you download the little guide mm -hmm. and I, I often don't read them properly. And if I, I don't read them at all. And if I read them, I don't read them properly. And I know that's people's experience with my book. I know yeah. that's people's experience with my book um, based on the things that people email me when they're on my list. And yeah. I'll say, well, have you read that? In the, that's in the book on this page. Yeah. which you would know if you'd read it <laughs> but um but yeah so um so yeah that's how they get that and the physical copy comes when they subscribe to the full-time letter as kind of a welcome bonus yeah now on your um on on the internet you describe yourself as being the most controversial trainer on the internet what is it that makes you controversial see liz my thing is about personal responsibility as you say, I've got quite a hands-off approach. I send out a newsletter and email support. When I'll go above and beyond with the, some of the responses I'll send to people by email. Honestly, they're probably worthy of a book in and themselves. Thank <laughs> them. Um, but it's it, my thing is personal responsibility, and that's neatly summarised in something that was um, explained to me as called the blame equation, which you have events that you do not control. So these are mm -hmm. things which happen in your life or whatever that are outside of your control. Your choices in response to those events, which you do control. And together, they give you your consequences. So I'm a big believer in the power of the individual to take, if they recognize they've got a problem in their life, they acknowledge the severity of that problem. They have the power to actually change that if they mm. so choose. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend it's simple or easy. It's often not. It's yeah. very difficult, very challenging. But it, I, 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 I will. It's a hill I will die on that it's possible. Now, this is a particularly controversial take um, in my industry, which may surprise you to hear. Mm. Um, a lot of PTs will skirt around the subject, so they will say, you know, if, if for example, um, if you're if you're if you're overweight and you're you're doing no cardiovascular exercise whatsoever and the, the 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 excuse given is oh well i'm sorry phil i'm i'm, I'm just too busy mm. and it's like well well are you too busy because i've got two kids one's three one's one and a wife and a business that takes up you know probably 60 hours a week i work i work every day for mm -hmm. at least a few hours and i manage to do a daily walk of at least 45 if not 60 minutes and in order to do that i have to get up at 4 15 because i need to be back by 5 15 so that i'm available to help my wife with the children yeah you know that's the, you know so it's because yeah, people could say oh well, it's easy for you to sit up there in your ivory tower phil because <laughs> you know you're a personal trainer and that fitness is your job and i'm like well actually fitness is a very you run a business you understand this list but <laughs> actually service delivery is only a very small aspect of what we Ab do as business owners absolutely <laughs> We wear lots of so, hats. Um, <laughs> we certainly do. And uh, as I say, service delivery is a very small hat that seems to only come out the third Sunday of October. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, that's that's kind of my 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 counter to that would be, well, you know, you're going to have to take responsibility for that. So you've got an event, which is you're very, very busy. Um, you, know, you have a particularly demanding job, perhaps you work shifts, something like that. Well, your choice in response to that event is either to make the time to go for a walk or don't. 
and yep. your choice will determine your consequences as i say that does make some people apoplectic with rage least <laughs> of all my competitors who think i'm mean they can be very um... mean Let's there's, a personal, there's a personal trainer I know who stopped talking to me. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he stopped talking to me because um, I just I just pointed out that um, it's kind of... Uh, it's a bit of a, a tangent, but I think it's an important one. Um, uh, personal training, certainly in person, personal training, the average price is about £35 per hour. Um, yeah. it's, it's, that adds up quickly if you're going once yeah. a week, for example, right? And my my point to him was that well why is it that a client if a client's been with you for six months and they don't look any different after working with you for six months well you know that's your problem that's your fault as the the the, the coach and they're like well mm. no it's not it's their it's them it's you know it's, it's the client and i'm like well that doesn't make any sense if i hired a plumber to fix my leaky sink i would expect the sink to be fixed yeah you know <laughs> you, you, you could just turn around and say well either no i'm not going to train you because your attitude is not one that's going to be consistent with someone who gets results you know you're not prepared to address all these mm -hmm. things going on that's preventing you from getting the results or you fire them part way through you don't keep taking their money yeah that's another controversial take you don't just keep, yeah. you know coaching is the only industry where you pay someone a lot of money on the promise of a specific outcome only for them to turn around and blame you when it doesn't happen mm. it doesn't make any sense to me mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know what you think about that. I, but... I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> so let's um let's have a chat about about the networking now. Um, now I know that you've tried things like Facebook ads to try and build your following. How how did that go for you? Well, so Facebook ads, as you said, I said I worked in marketing for a couple of years. I, I know my way around advertising. Um, what I find with Facebook ads is that I'm able to generate. Um, people interest people come onto my list which is obviously the main way I sell my stuff mm -hmm. that's why we've been talking about it um, <laughs> is, um, is it, it, that's not difficult it's not difficult to build a nice big list from Facebook ads but the problem is is that people aren't pre-sold on you so when they come onto your list you get a big list very cheaply you can get email addresses for anywhere from 80p to £1.20 if you know what you're doing mm -hmm. um, but those people don't really know much about who you are so once they enter into your marketing process they they, they very rarely convert yeah, you know, the actual chances of them becoming a client are quite low, um, far lower than I would like them to be if I'm going to spend, send, spend all this money to send them emails mm. and indeed attract them onto my list in the first place. Um, there are ways you can get around that with social media. Um, certain platforms like LinkedIn, particularly, is very good on the whole kind of because it's kind of a virtual network, isn't it? Mm. Really, and it yeah. is kind of networking in the way yeah. that it works. Um, but I've never, I've not found a better way of doing it than actually going out and meeting people in the wild, you know, <laughs> face to face, yeah, shake their hand, you know, that sort of side of networking. That's it. I, I believe, and I'm, I am thoroughly convinced that it is the best way to generate high quality inquiries into your business if you do it right. Be yeah. Because before I was very reticent to network in person because my experience had been going to an event to have someone you know thrust their business card into my hand without my mm. consent yep <laughs> um, and yeah, and it was all very strange and then there was another group that I was invited to where you had to pitch a certain amount of business per quarter or something like that otherwise right. they kick you out yeah it was all a bit all a bit strange and a bit culty I didn't like yeah. it yeah but if you do the research and you find the right network oh it's amazing, isn't it, Liz? Yeah. 
So t- tell me about the networks that that are working for you. What 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 kind of events do you like so to I'm go part to? Of, I'm part of a so I tried I, we, me and well me and my wife who who who's in, who works in the business with me she she makes sure I do everything properly and attend appointments and things like that. Um, she uh, and I were tried going to um, just going to kind of open events that sort of thing for a bit. Yeah, and um, I mean that was it, that was better than Facebook advertising for example, but it, it still mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't quite right. So we actually joined um, Business Over Breakfast Bob Clubs. In yep. York, we're part of the York one of those. If you're familiar with them, yes. And um, that we've not been members all that long. I think probably about three months now. But it's brilliant. Just the opportunity to speak to other legitimate business people yeah. who have lots of interesting things going on in their lives and their business is it, 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 it's hard to quantify the value. Um, because there's obviously the, the value in terms of lead generation and things like that, but the 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 soft value, um, mm. the connections that you build, the little things that you pick up here and there, oh, they're doing this, and that seems to be working really well for those yeah. people, or you know, oh, they've had this customer service issue that's, I mean, I don't deliver services in the same way as them, but I can see how something like that might affect my business badly. Oh, yeah, that's does that does that do you follow? Yeah, yeah, it's about the support, uh, isn't it, as much as anything. Yeah, I also think you need to be a little bit older to appreciate it. Because I'm 33. I've been doing, you know, I've been in business since I was in my late 20s. Yeah. And obviously the the failed attempts before that, and it's only been in kind of the last 18 months or so where I've really thought, do you know what? Actually, I I value real world connections a lot more. Yeah. Now. Yeah. You know. Do Do you think that COVID has anything to do with that? Yeah, I really do. Um, a friend of mine is um kind of a big deal in the direct marketing world and he never tested this idea never tested this idea but i i'm i'm convinced of it based purely on his experience but um during covid he kept on pushing me says phil phil you should do some direct mail phil phil you should do some direct mail um and i was like why and he said because people are yearning for real world connection right now i reckon if you did a direct mail connection right um, campaign right now you'd make loads of money and I, i didn't do it purely out mm. of laziness more than anything because um you know literally everyone was living on social media so it just yeah. made life much easier from a, from a marketing point of view because everyone was just sat on the various yeah. platforms all day weren't they yeah um so i never did it but since covid i think that yeah you're absolutely right i think it's i think it's done one of two things for people i think the people that were people who were should we say more covid cautious are perhaps still reticent to go to events they're going yes. to events a lot less yeah. but then i think there's another cohort uh, there's another cohort of people which i sit in proudly who have actually made it it's been a reality check and may just think hang on a minute i've been taking all this for granted all these people mm. around me and all these things mm. that i've got and i don't think technology is actually all it's cracked up to be i want to go and talk to some real people yeah you know yeah yeah, I, I agree. So are there any um, hints or tips that you'd like to share for successful networking? Hints or tips for successful networking? Yes. Um, if you're going to join a group properly and pay fees, don't ever join in. I'm a big, uh, I won't go into it now because it's probably not time, but there's a big difference between free and paid mindset. Mm. Um, pay, pay to join a group. You know, even if it's just subs for breakfast, but then you put some skin in the games first thing um people want everything for free now and it, it really grinds my gears um the second thing i would suggest you do is you do actually join a group 
um, where yeah. you're getting that regular group of people. And then I would strongly advise against pitching to that group. Um, the value is in their access to their networks, not yes. necessarily them themselves. Yes. People who join networking groups thinking that's 20 people I can sell my thing to. Well, the probability of them being an appropriate client for your business is pretty, pretty low. Mm. And all you'll do is annoy them. You know, what yep. you actually want is access. What you're doing it for is access to their networks. Yeah. Um, which some may interpret as perhaps a bit Machiavellian, but I don't. I think it's the ethical way to do it personally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Phil. Just one final question. If people want to know more about you and your business, how can they find you? So best thing to do is go to my website, which is philtireman.co.uk. I presume you're going to spell that out in the description because my, my um It will be in the show notes. Very yep. <laughs> oh, in the show notes. Lovely. I've got a, yep. nobody can spell my surname. It's gotten better since I've moved to Yorkshire for some reason. But <laughs> um but no. Anyway, so it's philtireman.co.uk. Um, and if you want the book and the emails, there is a little opt-in form at the bottom of that homepage. You just plonk your details in there. I'm sure you know how to subscribe to an email list to anyone who wants to. So yes, go to my website. If you don't want the emails, that's fine too. Um, there's articles, I think there's like 100 articles on the site that you can leaf through. You don't have to opt in to read those. Lovely. Well, thank you very much, Phil. And uh, the best of luck for 2024. Same to you. Thank you so much for your time today, Liz. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.